Welcome in, everyone, to Athens Best, the podcast where we discuss all things about the OSL, or Olympus Smite League, uh, as it's formerly known as. So the Olympus Smite League, of course, is a Smite draft tournament, uh, an amateur scene tournament, and it's a competition between players who are drafted to different teams, and they'll compete for gems and in-game rewards, and it's great, and it's a fun time. And so Athens is the top division of the tournament, and league and so they are the best of the best of the league and so today we'll be talking about the golden apple tournament and what went on this last weekend uh just talking about what kind of happened because the golden apple tournament is the opening tournament to the season this is where all the teams first get revealed and we get to see who is the best at this current moment of course we have a whole season to play eight weeks of play seven teams in each division out of 14 teams, and then you play one game across conferences, so to speak. And so Golden Apple happened this last Sunday. It was fantastic. It was great. We got to see the Going Ghost squad come out on top, and they definitely look to be the best team on the block right now. It was very impressive, honestly. Uh, they did have a bye round in the first round, but I mean, for them to go all the way was a, a very impressive performance for sure. Uh, in the, the lower bracket, of course. But they did have a bye round first round overall. Ended up beating the Bards College, who went up against Kitsune. Uh, but we'll go from top down of the bracket. So it was the crew that faced off against Fagard. Fagard ended up coming away with that victory. Uh, and then faced off against the Warriors of Albion, who they ended up beating as well. Warriors of Albion did have that first round bye, but didn't end up coming out uh, on top despite that. Banshees went up against the Underworld. Banshees ended up winning that. Scogs ended up going against the Flaming Tanukis in a very back and forth match, which lasted close to around 40 minutes or so, which is quite long for a game of Smite. Scogs end up winning that one. So Banshees versus Scogs. Scogs end up winning that one. Banshees, the runner ups last season, end up falling pretty early on in the tournament, the second round, which is pretty surprising for that roster. And then Scogs versus Fagard in the upper bracket. And Scogs end up making their way to finals. On the lower bracket, we saw Hanford Hairnets go up against Far Out. Far Out end up winning that one. Royal Gestures versus Going Ghost. We know how that one goes. Going Ghost won that. Bards versus Kitsune. And then it was the Bards College who ended up winning that overall. These are all best of one matches, so they're really early on in the competition. It's it's hard to really tell who are the strong teams despite these victories. Far Out versus Kittens with Mittens. Far Out end up winning that one. Going Ghost versus Bards College. Going Ghost wins. Going Ghost versus Far Out. Going Ghost wins. And then Going Ghost against Jungle Scogs in the finals. And the Going Ghost squad bring it home. To be honest, most of these matches were very back and forth. And there were very few, I guess, dominant one-sided performances overall. Uh, honestly, the only one I can really think of that was a blowout was uh, Wars of Albion versus Fagard. Maybe not necessarily a blowout because Wars of Albion... Uh, you know, in my opinion, they are a much stronger team. I know the captain personally. I used to team with him last season. So this season, excited to see what he could do in this division uh, as a captain now, which was not the case last season. He's drafted, drafted himself a strong roster of players. So I was very surprised to see him go go out in the second round against the Fagard, uh, as well as Scogs versus Going Ghost in the finals. I did not expect Going Ghost uh, with a new captain, Mr. Sneaky. Uh, this time around, he's a new to OSL, the captain for this organization, going ghost, obviously. And for his team to bring it home in the Golden Apple tournament was very surprising. 
Golden Apple is, of course, important because the top two teams end up deciding the different conferences and who goes into the different conferences. So Scogs and Going Ghosts did elect which the what the conferences were overall going into this season. And so what teams they'll be playing against throughout the regular season. And they'll only have to worry about one of the teams, uh, one of the seven teams on the other side of the bracket and conference uh, that they'll have to face off in the regular season. So overall, it, it is an important deal if there's certain teams you really want to worry about practicing against and maybe not revealing too many strategies. Uh, it's really important to put the uh, the teams you really want to practice against uh, on the other side of the bracket. So yeah, it's a very impactful tournament and it does set the tone of the season. You know, you get, kind of get to see what teams are, are really good overall at the very start and which teams... It, it's not an, at the end of the world, who, if you end up losing Golden Apple, it is a very important tournament and a lot of people will harp on that. But if you lose, it's just you're looking to see what you can improve on, which is fair. A lot of teams have a lot to to show, I think. There's a lot of really good players. It is the top division of the league, so it makes sense that there's a lot of good players and there's a lot of room for these players to really grow. So it should be really exciting to see how these teams, despite losing and how they decide to grow and improve uh, as players and individuals, but also as a team. Because being a draft tournament, it's hard to really find players who are going to mesh well with you. And it takes a bit of getting used to to everyone's new play styles, how the team wants to play the game. And so it takes a, a bit of a learning curve for sure. Uh, but sh it should be good overall to see going forward what these, these teams like to do and go for uh, in their draft strategies and play styles. So I did get to sit down with Hydra, captain of the Warriors of, Albion, Warriors of Albion team, and just kind of ask his opinion of how he thought Golden Apple went for his team. Uh, yeah, if you can give yourself a brief introduction of just who you are. Yeah, um, so uh, hi guys, I'm Hydra. Um, I am the uh, support player and the Athens captain for the Warriors of Albion. Um, and I, I like to play Ganesha, definitely. That's my favorite <laughs> character. <laughs> for sure, for sure. Um, so obviously... Golden Apple, the mm -hmm. opening tournament for OSL was uh, this last weekend. Uh, if you could just let me know, how did your sets go uh, for Golden Apple? Yeah, well, set, actually. Uh, oh. No floral. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, but uh, our team, we got a buy round in the uh, in the first round, um, and we ended up uh, facing off against a really, really good squad, Fagard. Um, and uh, we we weren't playing with our full roster the day. We had uh, we had two subs, um, so they they were they were really limiting our full power. Um, you know, so we lost uh, in a fairly quick fashion, but uh, we had a good time. We had a good time. So obviously, you guys didn't go very far. Not the results you wanted. Uh, but maybe you kind of tuned into some other people who were streaming, paying attention to other strategies going on. Did you notice any strategies that kind of stood out to you during the the tournament at all? Oh yeah, yeah. So um, definitely a um, a lot of uh, a lot of picks that got picked in the solo lane side of life. We were not expecting, um, and also like some of the items that people were building were a little bit different than what we were like used to. Um, a lot of the items that you would typically see in support builds ended up in solo lane builds for that week, and that kind of caught our backline off guard, and we weren't really able to fight that. Um, and we kind of implemented that strategy like in some of our practices going forward. Um, so we I, 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 we learned we learned a lot. We learned a lot from it. Nice. Um, and out of curiosity, do you guys scrim at all? Do you guys practice at all between your games? Oh yeah, yeah. We're a we're a big scrim culture team. Uh, I drafted this entire team with uh, availability in mind and also vibes. So like, if people are like available to scrim on Tuesdays and Thursdays, um, and sometimes Friday, uh, then the team is scrimming pretty often. Um, 
just to like you know like we've never played together so like kind of getting that uh cohesive nature um down pat knocking that down before like you know our actual games is really important at least in my eyes how do you feel about going into your week one matchup obviously you guys play against the crew this week uh how do you feel about going into that matchup um well we feel pretty confident uh you know i'm not gonna say that um it's gonna be like a guarantee you know two will blow them out of the water kind of thing um but you know we've looked at that roster and like that roster has like some really talented players on it um but i don't know how much they're really practicing i, I feel like my squad's gonna be practicing more uh than their squad's gonna be practicing so i, I mean i think i think you know they, they do have that talent on their side but i think we're gonna end up taking the set like two one probably okay and i guess uh who in the division yeah i'll come in one more time <laughs> Who in the division seems to be forming rival rivalries with each other? You know, are you noticing any any beef, any any drama along the the sidelines? Well, um, there's actually uh, there's there's a little bit of a rivalry going on between some of the captains. Um, you know, I mean, you have the Wailing Banshees captain Cardwell Legacy, uh, and me and him have this like great rivalry going on right now. Um, just 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 because like we just know each other it's just you know good friendly banter um but in terms of like whole squads i think the uh the flaming tanukis and the scogs have a pretty good rivalry just because both of their captains are like regarded as like the best in their role um and it's like a toss-up on the day of who's the best in that role so like whenever those two teams play each other it's gonna be like fantastic to watch i think um and then let's see and maybe one more rivalry would probably be like Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe uh, Hanford Hairnets and the uh, Going Ghost, um, just because uh, I, I feel like I feel like the uh, the solo laners on those squads have like a lot to prove to each other, um, and maybe to everyone else in the division too. Uh, obviously, here we do our weekly predictions uh, every week for our our the matchups in Athens. Uh, so we have mm -hmm. Far Out versus Underworld to start out as well in the Troy division because there's two different divisions. Uh, mm -hmm. Who do you who do you got between those two teams? Ooh, that's a hmm. That's a good question. Uh, I I kind of want to kind of hedge my bets on uh, on far out. I think I, I think uh, that you know they have a player that's you know fairly young and new to the scene. Uh, TTV Sun Prodigy. Um, so I want I want to root for the young goat. So I'm I'm, I'm putting I'm putting my chips in far out. All right, and uh, Hanford Hairnets versus the Bards College. Well, I'm going to vote for the Bards College just because they're a new organization. Uh, they're new to OSL, like, completely. So I, I, I'd i like it for them to, like, win their first game, and they have a really good roster, I think. So I'm going to vote for the Bards College for sure. All right, well, I'm going to vote for... I actually forgot to do this for the first one. I'm going to vote for mm -hmm. Underworld. I'm going to say it's going to be a 2-1, and I'm going to vote for okay. Hanford Hairnets. I kind of like that they've changed up a lot of their roster this season compared to last season. Right. Okay, um, fair enough, fair enough. Obviously, next one is Kitsune versus Kittens with Mittens, and I don't even I don't know who on who's on Kittens with Mittens this season, so I'm gonna say Kitsune. Right. I don't know KWM. They're they're. It, I mean, it's Fragnik's team. Um, I feel like Fragnik might uh, might might cook up something spicy. Um, and he ended up getting Zots this season. If Zots actually plays really well, um, maybe they win. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna root for uh, Fragnik here. Yeah, okay. I feel like I'm that one. Yeah, I feel like that one's gonna be a very close matchup either way. So it should. I, I think both are it's valid. It's gonna be a two-one. Whoever wins it, but like like there's definitely like there's not a two-zero there. I don't think. Right. Um. Next up, we have Fagard versus the Flaming Tanukis, and in my opinion, I think it's just 
Emodecon father, he's obviously the captain, and he's just going to win this this game. We're huge Flaming Tanuki's fans here. True, true, true. Um, yeah, no, I um, I, I got to agree. I think Tanuki's 2-0. Uh, that's not my past season bias at all. Um, I think I think Emoticon Father is just a really talented player, but also the uh, the roster that he surrounded himself with is also very, very good. He has Swagger, um, Dummy Slick, which goes dummy stupid in these queues. We love to see him. Um, <laughs> so I, I, I just really love that roster overall, so I'm just going to vote for them. Tanuki's 2-0 every day. Okay, and obviously you said that you're probably going to win against the crew, so I'm mm -hmm. I'm not even going to vote there. Uh, we'll just move on. Royal Gestures versus Wailing <laughs> Banshees. I'm probably yeah. going to give it to the Gestures. I like what they've done this season with their roster compared to last. Fair, fair. Um, well, I mean, I got to vote against you. I, I'm just such a big Wailing Banshees fan. Cardwell plays is like different style of style than like no one else in the league really plays, and I feel, I feel like that, uh, that uniqueness is really going to give them like an advantage. Um, but we'll see. But I'm voting Banshees. <laughs> Fair enough. And obviously we have Going Ghost, the Golden Apple Champions, I think, mm -hmm. versus versus Skogs. I, I think this is going to go Going Ghost. I think Skogs are good. I just don't think right. that they've had time to to gel as a team since the week or since the Golden Apple tournament to really beat the defending champions of the most recent tournament. Right. Again, I mean, coming hot off Golden Apple, I mean, if, the, if last season was a sign of what that can mean, that team's going to be cooking for a couple weeks at a minimum. Um, I think, yeah, I think uh, overall, though, I mean, Crojuro, Gabe, um, on Skogs, I mean, they're such a, they're just a really good, you know, squad. And Furball is the ADC, and we were yelling all last season for Furball to get some help, and he definitely has it on this roster. Um, I'm going to vote for a, a Skogs win, but probably like a 2-1 win. That is everything. Thank you so much for joining me today, Hydra, for today's episode. Heck yeah. That was Hydra. And thanks again to Hydra for sitting down with me and having a quick interview uh, to talk about his team and their Golden Apple performance and also how he thinks that week one is going to go. So shout outs to him. Thank you so much. Next episode, we will be discussing what the storylines are this season. There's a lot to really go over, a lot of different players with their own personal sort of storylines going on, as well as team storylines, a lot of things to prove. We'll be talking about that next time.